Welcome to episode 113 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church for Christ Church and any others who would uh, care to listen in. We're so encouraged that you've joined us. I think we're up to uh, 14 listeners now worldwide. <laughs> That's right. I think someone has joined us from Australia, so we're very encouraged about that. Um, uh, but anyway, great to be with you guys today. Uh, good to be here with uh, Assistant Pastor uh, Michael Bauer. Maybe, just maybe, when this episode comes out, you will be our Associate Pastor. What do you we'll think see. about that, Michael? I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't have any thoughts yet. We'll see. A lot of deep thoughts. That's right. Uh, Michael Bauer. Um, also, Come back for more. Later. <laughs> also with us is Dr. Gabriel Williams, a professor at the College of Charleston in atmospheric physics. Uh, That's right. And he is gearing up for the new semester at the College of Charleston and all the lovely students that will be under his care. Uh, when, do you, when do you guys crank up? We start in about three weeks from today, so the last week of August. Okay, so if you are going to the College of Charleston or no one, know someone that's going to the College of Charleston, make sure you look up uh, Dr. Gabriel Williams. He's a, a wonderful man of God that's and a committed member of this church, and I'd uh, love for you to have that contact on campus there. Uh, I'm John Payne. I'm the senior minister here at Christ Church, and uh, today we want to talk about um, uh, church attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we're living in a day, are we not, where a growing number of sincere Christians uh, don't see the need of, of the church, right. of, of, mm-hmm. of attending worship. Or if they do see some value in it, it's not a priority in their weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that they do periodically. There are other things that are much higher of a priority. Right for them and a lot of them don't know any different because they've never been taught anything different Mm. Um, the first question is is it important that christians simply go to church ought that to be a priority in their lives and the second question of course we want to discuss here is why is that so is it is it important that christians go to church i'll take the first question gabe and you can take the second Uh, (laughs) yes it is important that christians go to church yes okay (laughs) so why numerous reasons but I'll start with the first obvious reason. It's commanded uh, mm. in Scripture mm-hmm. in numerous places. But the probably the place most people remember is Hebrews 13. Do not forsake the assembling together uh, yeah. among yourselves. And the context of that is not let's come together at a local coffee shop <laughs> and talk about Christian-like things. The obvious a context of that is the gathered assembly because the whole purpose of Hebrews is to speak about the Jews who are being persecuted leaving the church. So right. not forsaking means gathering together. Let me read that text because that's an sure. important one. Yeah. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, Gabe, you touched on it. These were Christians who were being persecuted. That's right. That's right. And they're being encouraged not to isolate themselves but to gather together and to encourage one another Mm. and spur one another on. So here we are, we come up with reasons why we don't want to go to church. Mm. They Mm. had 
greater reasons than we do. Oh, yeah, there was man. persecution on them and uh, the fires of, of persecution, and yet they were called by God himself mm. to, uh, to assemble. And this is actually something that I'm aware of more because of the recent kind of controversies associated with COVID, yeah. that there are some places that have a much more open policy, mm-hmm. but I have friends who live in South Africa and Australia. And if you've been paying attention to the news, Australia has been clamping down on almost everything associated with their COVID-19, both last year in 2020 and now due to the Delta variant. And there are Christians who long to meet together in person, but they know the consequences of doing it. So there's a lot more secret meeting and things of that nature. So the reality is that for there are a good chunk of the world around us today, they are longing for something that we can freely do now. Uh, and the reality is for us is that uh, often there are many excuses that arise. Uh, some of it is due to, you know, to be honest, laziness on our mm. part. Uh, some of it is due to the fact that there are a number of, you know, we all come to churches with our baggage and often uh, there are many who express difficult realities of having conflicts, abuse, and things of that nature with, with various churches. All of that being said, that does not overturn what the Bible clearly commands and promotes. It's not you should come to church when it is convenient. You should not come to church when the people seem pretty good to you. You should not come to church when... You know, it's easy to do so, meaning it's right around the corner and open to you. It's a command that you ought to meet. It is actually, if we understand the New Testament teaching on the church, God meets with his gathered people in a special, particular, and unique way in the gathered worship that he does not do at the coffee shop when you meet with your friends to talk about and to talk about spiritual things and to encourage one another. That's an important uh, point, Gabe. When uh, we talk about the omnipresence of God, mm-hmm. uh, we know that He is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever you go, uh, God is there. That's right. However, there are certain times uh, in redemptive history where we clearly see that He manifests His presence in a way that is special and right. uh, unique. So uh, the bush that yeah. Moses was, was near was a regular old bush where God was present. He's present everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when that bush began to burn uh, mm-hmm. without being consumed. That's right. And uh, the presence of God was there in a unique powerful way and these things of course are mind-blowing we we, we have a hard time even explaining what that means what does it mean that god's presence is there in a more manifest special way but it is and he says take off your sandals moses Mm -hmm. you're standing on holy ground that ground wasn't holy before that yeah but now it is because god was there meeting with his man that he was going to send in Mm. to uh free his people uh, from from bondage right. in Egypt, uh, you have the filling of the temple, mm-hmm. filling of the tabernacle. Uh, you have God's promise to be with us in the preaching of the word and at the Lord's table and in baptism and in mm-hmm. prayer and 
and gathered together on the special day that he has set apart for that. So Mm -hmm. with the Lord, you have sacred days, you have sacred assemblies, you have sacred means, the word sacraments and prayer, you have Mm -hmm. sacred ministers, sacred servants who are set apart and ordained, anointed as it were, to preach and to lead the flock. So so there are distinctions uh, that are important that we must understand when we talk about God meeting with his people. So that's an important point, Gabe, uh, that you make. One thing I want to mention too, which which is unique to our times, is that we had quarantines in 2020. We literally had quarantines where we had to stay home and we made the decision, yes, it's a good thing. We don't really know much about this COVID-19. We want to do the right thing. Uh, so we stayed home and we had online services, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. were terrible. <laughs> I mean, not it's that awful. we did such a bad bad, uh, right. uh, we, not a job of doing them, but being separated as families in mm-hmm. our living rooms mm-hmm. while we're in a sanctuary, you know, preaching to empty chairs and music mm-hmm. playing with no voices. And that was awful. But yep. a lot of people actually mm. kind of liked it. Yeah, I don't, mm. I'm not saying from our congregation. I don't know. Maybe some did, but I haven't heard that. But mm. I have heard in the wider church that some actually thought, "Hey, this is actually pretty convenient." That's right. I can stay in my pajamas and watch the and 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 go to church and check that off of my spiritual you know checklist for the week. Um, and and that's just not the same. It, it, it is not at all uh, what the Lord calls us to on the Lord's Day. You cannot have disembodied right. fellowship yeah. in a way that embodied fellowship brings. Uh, and I tell you, for those who have, who, who uh, enjoyed it, uh, I, I can guarantee your pastors did not. It was about <laughs> two and a half months of, of st- uh, exclusively streaming for us, and it felt like uh, two and a half years at the yes. very at the very minimum. Uh, it was not an enjoyable thing, as, as Pastor John said. But th- there is, you're right, uh, th- the importance of being with one another in person is so vital to the Christian life, and so vital to the the life of the church and the life of the Christian. And, and there's an uh, an eschatological dimension. Mm. Is there not to gathering together for public worship? We're we're not going to all go to heaven and be isolated from one another with masks on. Right. Right. Uh, We're going to be together Mm. around Mm -hmm. the throne, giving praise to the Lamb together Together. from all tribes, tongues, and nations. When we gather together on the Lord's Day around the means of grace, the very means that God Himself has instituted for uh, the blessing and salvation of the church. We're getting a taste of heaven. Mm-hmm. Our, our, our earthly Sabbaths give us a taste of our heavenly, mm. eternal Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And you just can't get that That's right. in online virtual worship. Because right. the means of grace aren't there. You don't have the sacraments. Now, some churches are saying, I read this the other day, go to your fridge, get your grape juice, go get your bread, and just take it yourself. Wow. Yeah, there's so sure. many reasons why that's maybe we can do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Why that's just uh, unbiblical uh, to do that. But the the reality is, um, when we gather for worship in this age, in the wilderness, it is a taste of the age to come, the new heavens and the new earth. And so, um, 
we have that heart longing for the eternal Sabbath when, right. uh, when we gather together. That's important. And uh, I guess I'll, I'll phrase this within a, a broader sense. One of the uh, terrible realities of the COVID, of uh, 2020's COVID quarantining was the isolation. Hmm. And there have been numerous stories written about this already. You can go to see this online, but there is nothing worse uh, to a person than to isolate them for months and months. Right. Suicide rates skyrocketing, depression, exactly. anxiety. All of, all of the social indicators of pathology went through the roof in 2020. and For Christians, too. For Christians, too. And yeah. also just think of what it was like for those of you who have grandparents. Mm. And I, I remember distinctly uh, looking at other members of our church and also my own uh, father realizing that he can't come see his own grandchildren. He has to mm. see them through a screen. If you're a grandparent, you know there's a difference between hugging your child, <laughs> hugging your child or your grandchild, and waving at them through Zoom. You know yeah. that's a fundamental difference. You don't need someone to have to give you a four-point outline to tell you that. That's instinctive. Yeah. You know, Harry Reader uh, has a funny joke. I've heard him tell a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, then he says, this. take out your Bibles and turn to, you know, whatever mm -hmm. passage. And he said, and some of you are, you got your iPads and your phones. And he says, you know, I think, you know, reading your Bible through a screen is like kissing your wife through a screen door. <laughs> it just doesn't quite work. Amen. <laughs> but that's, there's something true to that with online worship. Yeah, mm -hmm. It yes. just doesn't satisfy because right. you're not with God's people. Mm -hmm. And to kind of go back to that, that means at an instinctive level, we know the difference between a artificial means of human fellowship, human connection, yeah. and the real thing. One of the, the scary aspects of COVID, in one sense, is that it has begun to train people to accept the artificial in some way when it comes to religious devotion. Now, people are, a, in some way, programming themselves to think of the gathered church as another consumer good that you can get through an app, that you can get through any sort of artificial intermediate sort of means. And so one of the reasons that the command is given to you to meet together is because you cannot substitute the actual gathering of people right. together. It's, it's a human need that is felt and because God is blessing you as a people. The reality for a lot of people in the world, is, a lot of Christians in this world, is that if you are in the wilderness of this world, that means most of your week is isolated from other Christians. It is when you come together as God's yes. people that you both have the communion with God and his people, but then you just have the reality that you're now with the people that you love with your soul. And, yeah. and by the way, here we come back to the consumer mm. uh, focus of the church, of Christians. Mm -hmm. It's not just whether or not you think you need. By the way, yeah. you do need <laughs> the right. means of grace. You do need the body of Christ. But if you feel strong enough where you feel like you don't need that very often or regularly, the Bible commands you to love one another. Mm -hmm. In this text we read earlier, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Do you go to church? thinking about that command, yeah. that as a member of the body of Christ, you are called to be an encouragement to others, That's to right. stir them up to love and good works. Yeah. So this is not just about you. That's right. Whether or not you go to church is not just about you. Now, it's important for you 
You need the means of grace. You need the bread of life. You need the living water. But it's more than about you. It's about others Mm -hmm. that you are called to encourage. It says here, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. This is Hebrews 10. But encouraging one another. That's right. And all the more as you see the day, capital D, Mm -hmm. drawing near. There's that eschatological dimension. We attend worship. We receive the means of grace, uh, and we encourage one another as we see that approaching day. That's right. That approaching eternal day. That's the way we're called to live as Christians. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, uh, this has been a, a helpful episode for me. I'm, I'm much encouraged, and uh, I hope that our listeners will uh, make it a priority, um, a blood earnest priority to be in church on the Lord's Day. And if your church has morning and evening worship, which uh, we believe it should, um, there's, uh, it's the Lord's Day, not the Lord's morning or the Lord's hour. Uh, nothing better than to have that day bookended with God-centered biblical worship. Um, uh, but incur- go to those services. Be an active part of those services, particularly our own people here at Christ Church Presbyterian. Come and be a part of those services and, and actively engage, not only in the worship, but in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us on this episode of Between the Times. Uh, look forward to being with you next time. Mm-hmm.